Hey guys, Charlie here. A quick reminder before we kick off today's episode that Will and I are coming back to the live stage April 7th at the Basement Comedy Club in Melbourne. We're doing another TOEFOP Live. It'll be me, it'll be Will, it'll be special guest Dixie, most likely, and you'll want to be there. There's a link in the episode description, so check it out once you've listened to this awesome show. A listener production. The creators of this podcast would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which it is recorded. Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people are the first storytellers of this land. We pay respect to their elders, past, present and emerging, as well as any Indigenous people who may be listening today. Everyone relax, this is Dove Up. I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. Hello and thank you for watching. We're back. Uh, traditional uh, TOEFOP down the line as we pioneered way before COVID. We were the first podcast to go, hey, you know what? We don't need to be in the same room. We can just be in separate rooms and separate places. All you need is a laptop and a microphone that you sometimes remember to turn on. Well, so much of that is a lie. Like, I mean, it's not just one simple lie. We weren't the first podcast to do it. And secondly, we didn't choose to be in different locations. We were in different locations and we had to find a workaround. I don't think either of us went, oh, you know what? Let's free it up so we don't have to be in the same place. I think we we were victims of the circumstance of not being in the same place and we had to work out some way to do it. We were lucky in a way that mm. the global pandemic accelerated the means by which we were already existing. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That, that's, you're right. The technology actually kind of rose to meet our needs, didn't it, for once? Yeah. We were already in essentially lockdown pandemic mode, <laughs> us not being in the same place. We were definitely ahead of that. And then the world changing benefited our pre-existing business model. Yeah. I think there's a lot of people who are still like in pandemic headspace like in terms of socialization and stuff like I, I still think that there's people who go out. i'll give you an example and i'll need your ruling on this you love to um be the uh, uh, sure. um, do arbitration in my own internal conflicts so um the gym that i go to the little mm. kind of you know they're obviously getting a lot of membership like they've, they've been improving it used to be just a shed with some like rusty old equipment and then over the last two or three years i've noticed like the equipment's gotten better They've put in air conditioning, so it's not no longer just like ceiling fans. They've like mm-hmm. insulated the shed. They put in air conditioning. It's getting better and better. Is um, air conditioning by necessity better? Because if the purpose for going to the gym, there's just a little bit of me that's like, isn't part of the whole idea of going to the gym to sweat it out and therefore not having air conditioning, doesn't that just – But do you? Like isn't all of it uncomfortable? Like the very – the reason I don't go to the gym is I find everything that you have to do at the gym uncomfortable. So in my mm. head, I'm like, well, it may as well be like a Bikram-style workout at the same time because that feels like I'm, you know, getting more benefit out of the it. The full benefit. It feels benefit. like to me, yeah, I'm getting, yes, exactly. I don't know, like if, like I'm sure sweating is good. You still sweat with the air con. It's just taking, mm. I'd say that, look, you're going to sweat regardless, Right. But with a ceiling fan, but you'd or whatever sweat they had previously, more if it was like just a ceiling fan and no aircon. Is right? that necessarily 
better though sweating I don't know. that's what i'm more? asking you. i don't know like i always just i've associated the idea of sweating a lot with sweating to the oldies gonna make well, you sweat like cnc music factory told us all those years ago that's right and like the only factory workers that i know worked at the cnc <laughs> music factory and they told me they, were they didn't unionize because that was their problem <laughs> all individual <laughs> contracts so when they shut the cnc music factory down they moved it offshore it was too easy do you think in retrospect now that we're looking at the lyrics of the CNC Music Factory that they were called the CNC Music Factory and they wanted to make you sweat? Were they running a sweatshop? Is that Were they saying that we are running a sweatshop factory because they're literally a factory and they're going to try to make us sweat? I mean, I can't – have we done the lyrics? I feel like we have. Uh, we've talked about the CNC Music No, no, it was Freedom Williams, previously. I think. Yes. That's right. Yeah, but formerly of the sweat. CNC Music Factory. Yeah. Okay. All right. So um, no, I feel we. Got, I feel like we've done this before. But anyway, let's just revisit quickly. So everybody dance now. Give me the music. Everybody dance now. Blah 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 blah. A lot of years. Yeah, I think we Freedom did everybody Williams. dance. But is this going to make you sweat, or is this like the same? Yeah, song? this is going to make you sweat. Yeah. So I thought it was called Everybody Dance Now, but it's called Gonna Make You Sweat. Is it? It's gonna make you sweat in brackets. Everybody dance. Everybody dance now. Dance now. <laughs> yeah, I mean this sounds familiar, but just to just to sort of remind you. I'm sure people, we have Williams. gone through the lyrics of this song. But just Here is, the is there anything in the li- lyrics that that imply that this is about running a sweatshop and they're just hiding it in plain sight? I don't know about a sweatshop. But there's something weird going on. So um, beats and lyrics to make you shake your pants. I mean, is that a euphemism? I'm going to make you shake your pants? Like no, I've no, never no, heard no. anyone say. I think this say, is the workers in the CNC music factory. They're manufacturing pants and they have to like dry okay. them off or shake, shake them. Like them this is part of the, like if you work yeah. at the CNC music factory, one of the roles you're going to have to play that will be eventually replaced Beats and by, lyrics to make yeah. you. Shake your pants. Shake, or is that yeah. sort of a threat? More beats and lyrics as you'll get a beating yeah. unless you shake out the pants the way we've shown you. Yeah, they beat they beat them and they yell at them until they shake the pants in an appropriate <laughs> the pants way. properly, okay. Yeah. Take a chance, come on and dance. Guys, grab a girl, don't wait, make her twirl. Okay. What's the – All right. Well, take a chance, come on and dance. That, that, I mean, that might be a threat. Like if yeah. you don't shake out the pants properly, you take a chance, come on and dance – Guys, grab a girl. Don't make a make, make a twirl. Well, that might world. be also take a chance. If you don't do it properly, we're going to make you dance. That might be genuinely like you know that like sometimes I'll fire bullets at people's feet, you know, to kind of like make them dance in that old school. Oh yeah, yeah, way, yeah. Right? Dance. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, going to make yeah, you yeah. dance, right? If you take a chance, yeah. if you try to go against our pre-imposed system here at the CNC Music Factory, we are literally <laughs> going to fire bullets at your feet. <laughs> Uh, it's your world, and I'm just a squirrel. Yeah, trying to get a nut mm-hmm. to move your butt. Yeah, to the dance floor. So what's up? <laughs> I mean, now I think this is just in the zone of uh, sexual harassment. <laughs> no, I mean, I think this is more your Michael Keaton Batman approach of. Oh right, do you want to get nuts? Do you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. Like it's a bit more of like, and I'll do anything. I'll do this if you don't believe that I'm going to fire bullets at your feet to make you shake your pants better. Then you better believe I'm going to because I'm a squirrel. And then okay, like, oh, no, then yeah, they don't, say, don't mess pause. with that guy. He reckons he's a squirrel. 
<laughs> Pause and take a breath. Let's go uh, for yours. On my command, hit the dance floor. Gonna make you sweat till you bleed. Mm, yeah, that's. Not Is that good. dope enough? Indeed. <laughs> I mean. Also, you don't want to sweat until you bleed. When is that ever? No, that's well. You asked the question: Is like how much do you need to sweat for it to be healthy? I would suggest yeah. sweating till you bleed. Too much. Unhealthy. Yeah, that's too much. Too sweating. Much. Do you reckon that's what there. happened at your local gym? One day, somebody was in there doing a workout with the old ceiling fans, and they've sweated sweat so much that they've bled. And somebody's worked at the gym goes, "Well, I'm going to consult the internet," and they've found the lyrics of CNC Music Factory and gone, "This this is not right. We need air." <laughs> Well, it, look, it, it is a kind of roundabout way to get to what I want you to arbitrate on right. because okay. it was a – its charm was it was a rustic kind of, you know, thrown together gym. It wasn't one of your globo, you know, fitness first type no. gyms. Like you just signed up for a pretty nominal fee a week. You get a little pass just- and go – before we, yeah, okay, I'm going to, yeah. sorry, I'm interrupting. But, yeah, um, no, that's right. I was thinking about fitness first because mm. next to the post office, I'm currently between uh, official addresses and so I've got myself a post box and it oh, means yeah. that I just occasionally have to go and, like, you know, visit this particular shopping centre that this post box is in and go and check, check you know, if my post is in my post box. And, uh uh, it's next to a fitness first. And mm. every time that I, I think go I know the there, fitness first. I think that was my fitness first back when I lived in Sydney, the one you I mean, actually about. it would have been probably, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, so uh, that fitness first, every time I go up to the post office and I say fitness first, what's – when they say fitness first, <laughs> and this is such a weird thing to have been preoccupying me, but this I'm glad this came up because – this isn't a big enough deal that I would have introduced this to the podcast as a topic. Okay. But I have been dying to talk to you about this. So I'm so glad that I stumbled onto it by accident because it's just every time I'm like, what does the first refer to in fitness first? first? Is it meant to imply they're the, the best, like they're the first, you know, as in they're then the Named number one fitness, fitness gym brand or is it about you putting your fitness first as in like is it for people who put fitness first Mm. or is it about like doing your fitness before other things do your fitness first and then get on with the rest of your day like what is the first in fitness first referring to i think it is putting fitness first in your day Mm. having been a i was one of the earliest members of fitness first i was in the top 10 like i think my official number in fitness first was number five to the point where when they started in Australia, I was one of the first people to sign up. So they signed me up on this sweetheart mm-hmm. deal, which was like, you know, we want to get people. And yeah. because I was so um, aware of the fact that I got this sweetheart deal, even when I moved states and started going to a different fitness first, they would try and charge me the normal rate. I'm like, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. no, no. If you review this initial contract I signed back in yeah. 2006 or whatever it was, that's right. I'm on a sweetheart deal. Yes. And the amount of like one of those people who, who joined were, a frequent flyer program in the early days and now can fly around the world for free forever. For free. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I would stand my ground. Like I'm terrible with confrontation, but this was yeah. one hill I was willing to die in where anytime I signed up at a new fitness first or was traveling to the state and wanted to use a fitness first gym, there'd always be someone to be like, oh, that can't be right. You're on like, you know, $17 a week or something. You're paying 17 bucks a week for your membership when it should be 30. And I'm like, 
Read my contract, yeah. motherfucker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you 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 did a big like signing blitz in two thousand and six. I got in there, and we'll never and they change check- it. Part of the thing is never change we'll it. Never change it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I reckon, Great. knowing the Fitness First, yes. they because well, Fitness First isn't just like they have your regular Fitness First gyms, which is like the one that you see when you go to the post office, and you got Fitness First Platinum, which is essentially the same gym. It's just the people are better looking because they charge more <laughs> for people to get in there. Hang so on. it's like if you want a bit more of an exclusive workout, is that really the, like? I mean, I bet they have a few more sort of like fancy high more end classes and right, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, Pilates yeah. and. Not Whatever. enough for me. Like when I tried to platinum, I was like, no, no, this, no. "This is not enough." Like Bells it's for hot young to gym people extra. to hang out with other hot young gym people. It's for people who like to go to the gym and hang out and talk to each other in their active wear, as opposed to actually, you know, working out. Um, then they also have their Fitness First magazine. Yes, and within that, there's like, you know, clubs that you can become. You know, incentives, all that incentive programs, all that kind of stuff. So I would say that they see themselves as a, like, fitness is everything, man. Like, fitness isn't just about lifting weights or doing cardio. It's about making community and friends and all this other kind of planning holidays. And, you know, they probably do, like, I so would not be surprised I if get it was a how that first fits, cruise. I get how that fits the Fitness First brand now, right? And mm. when you think about Fitness First, I kind of, now when I see it, so this is what got me thinking about it in the first place, was now when I see it, it's almost like the implication in the name is they're just the first, the biggest brand in fitness. If you think of fitness, you think of fitness first, right? Now, maybe that's yeah. changed, you know, like yeah, F45 and all those sort of different things. But that fitness first was the name of the business when they started. So it mm. can't have meant we're the number one gym brand in the country when they first started. Did it mean, so that's what I'm asking. It meant, Put yeah. fitness first in your life. Put, yes. Make fitness your primary focus. Put fitness first and all these other benefits will flow on. Okay, Can we so interest yeah, you I, in a, a, a rewards program? I've got a yeah. subsequent question, which is this. Where in your life, if you were naming the things in your life, would fitness, where does fitness come? Like assuming that say like, for example, family might be family. the first yeah. thing, right? Or the, your relationship if you want to. Family and friends. Family and friends. Yeah. So where does fitness fit? Would it make the top five of yes. things in your life? Yeah. I reckon it's pretty high. Well, yeah. Me. How high? Like fitness what's it, third. <laughs> fitness fourth has a nicer ring. Fitness third. I'd <laughs> we'll, say family we'll give you and the friends. Top three. Yeah. Family and friends, then it's career, work, career. Yeah. And then I'd say fitness. Because that's fitness in fourth. order of. Uh, they should fitness, call it. No, this third. is what I'm saying. Fitness, fitness fourth <laughs> is a. In fact, I might start a rival brand where I have a <laughs> more realistic. They're called fitness fourth, where we think you should prioritize three things before your fitness, but we still feel like it should be in the top five. Because I think that's more achievable. I can't live in a world where I have to put my fitness first. But if you told yeah. me that maybe you could see a, a vision of my world where my fitness was fourth, that's yeah. that's properly aspirational to me because at, at the moment I reckon it's about seventh. But if I could get right. it to fourth, I'd be pretty I happy with fitness fourth. Putting too much pressure on yourself, just go fitness fifth. I think that would sit nicely, fitness fifth. It's only – Yeah, only but now I'm worried like about places. the other four things. I'm like, what 
if I had to have well, things, have I got, have one, you got four do things? I, yeah. I don't love enough things. <laughs> like friends, family, other friends. Football. Friends, <laughs> football. family. It's the it's three Fs. <laughs> friends, family, football, fitness. <laughs> Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> the five Fs, Will. It's the new. It's the new uh, nutrition pyramid. It's the five Fs. Okay. So I apologise that I have uh, taken friends, you family, off. football, fitness. Is that five? <laughs> friends, family, fitness, football, and fucking. Yeah, they're the five Fs. <laughs> so it's going to make sure there are five. Um, uh, so this yes, gym, right? So yeah, gym. it converted from being a uh, like a, a rustic sort of like you know a country gym, and they've slowly been making improvements. But when it was like a you know, like a more of a kind of um, uh, uh, ad hoc organisation. Mm. You might see people coming in, you know, doing a quick set wearing thongs or, you know, you know, they've just come wearing work boots or whatever. They're not wearing like your latest Under Armour gym gear or whatever like that. That was just kind of the way it goes. Yeah. And there are sort of like rules, you know, you got to wear closed toes shoes and that kind of stuff. But because it's a 24-hour gym, it's not really staffed that often. Yeah. You know, a lot of people get away with things. Anyway. As these improvements have been happening, it's like a more comfortable gym to be in, right? You know, like so the idea that you'd sort of like mm. want to go in there and in your thongs and stuff because it's so hot, you don't really need that anymore. There's air conditioning. But the other day I was in there and there was a dude working out without his shirt on. Mm-hmm. And that is unusual. Like a Was he good looking? You, you like know, was he like a like was he, he was an older dude. good shape? No, okay. no. He was like he was in good shape. He was in probably his – I'd say he's older than me, probably in his early 50s, mm-hmm. like trim but not like peacocking. Like I, I, it's not the kind of rig where you're like, oh, that just has to be – you just have to be shirtless. Mm-hmm. But I think there was an element of peacocking. There wasn't a lot of people in the gym, maybe three or four of us. But I'm sort of watching this dude going around and it's happened once before where a guy came in and just stripped his shirt off to do a set and there was a staff member there and the staff member came up and said, hey, you know, you got to wear a shirt. Like no shoes, no shirt, no no working out or whatever. (laughs) But there was no staff on hand this time. No shoes, no shirt, no (laughs) sit-ups. So I'm watching this guy. He starts on like the bike and – I'm like, oh, that's pretty gross. Like all that back sweat's just like, you know, it's not being caught by his T-shirt or anything like that. It's just like dripping onto the seat. Do they – and, and then, no, there's no toweling down like – because, I mean, at I'm most sure gyms a, you've got like a toweling down policy, right? Was this – Yeah, that's right. At Even at well, he, its 24-hourness, did people tend to towel down post their workouts? Yeah, like I'd say the behaviour at this gym is pretty standard. Like okay. people bring towels, water bottles – you know, like it's people aren't behaving out of the ordinary. Occasionally, you might get a guy coming in in thongs or whatever, but you know, this was beyond the pale. <laughs> and there normally is a big sign stuck on the wall with the you know ten rules of the gym. You know, be courteous, polite, put your weights back. You know, wear closed toe shoes, wear shirts, all this kind of stuff. But it wasn't stuck up. And I was sitting there like just quietly fuming because I'm like, a. He's flaunting. You know, I'm a, I love the rules, Will. Yeah. I love the rules. <laughs> you can't have a world without rules. Otherwise, it's just chaos. This guy's not following the rules. But there was no – obviously, as part of the renovations and putting the air conditioning, they'd taken all the signage off the wall. So it wasn't, So I couldn't go tap the sign or anything like that. But then I sort of Would was having this debate about – the sign? Like well, with another this is, man came, in the gym in you that often, situation, <laughs> would you tap the sign? 
you often come to mind with me because like you're the, you're like this little voice on my shoulder whenever I'm being a narc. Yeah. You know, little fucking anarchist will appears on my shoulder and is like, what's, you know, fucking what's your problem? Like, who's he hurting? Why do you, why do you got to stick your nose in other people's business? Like, just leave the fucking guy alone. Are you the sheriff of where you live? No, shut the fuck up. So I had a little will like, and I was like, all right, Will, <laughs> a little will on my shoulder. I mean, stop saying that. They were many of the arguments that I was going to put forward at an appropriate <laughs> moment. So I'm glad that they did at least <laughs> run through your mind. But then I was like, but he's sweating everywhere and it's yeah. making me uncomfortable. Like there was something about his like, because, you know, it, even though it's uh, there's air conditioning and stuff, it's mm. still fucking humid up here and he's still glistening and he may have been tailing off and off, but I don't want to be looking at his slick, like sweat-covered back and mm. the drops of sweat he's leaving everywhere and there's no need for it. You know what I mean? Like it's not like a medical condition where he has to kind of take his shirt yeah, off. He was know? doing it a- Maybe he does though. What do you mean? So- what what medical condition means you can like you can wear pants and shoes and socks, but not a shirt? I don't know. You brought it up. The Matthew McConaughey artist. You suggested that there might be one, so I'm just willing to say <laughs> if there is one. No, I look. I by the way, just as a starting mm. principle, people should keep their shirts on at the gym. Like I don't think it's appropriate to be at the gym because of all the things that you're saying. It's just in the same way as you. Someone Courtesy. can't take their shirt off on a plane or whatever. Like we just, yeah. we have some, there is still some general conventions that, of society that we adhere to, right? Where I live, like Byron mm. Bay, Woolworths, yeah. people will walk down the aisles with no shoes yes. on and the g No shoes, bikini. no shirt. Like that's, that's completely yes. guys will be shirtless. That's, that's the way it is. And mm. I get that and I accept that. It's a holiday, you know, I live in a holiday destination. Yes. That's how it goes. And there's an aspect this- of like going to say the supermarket that implies we're just grabbing something between the like things that we're Beach. doing where this yep. outfit we're wearing right now is appropriate. Whether it's beach or bongos, whatever we're doing before this <laughs> or after this, we're dressed. We're dressed right for that. This is the exception yep. to what the rest of our day is, and so I think we yep. all accept that, right? Like you're wearing. Mm-hmm. We we understand what you're wearing because, like, this is a thing that you're popping in and out of from the place where what you're wearing is appropriate. But when you're at the gym or on a plane or you know any of these sort of things, mm. you're like, well, this is. You didn't just pop from the beach onto this Qantas flight. Like, you know, there Can was you, enough steps in, a, in between. If you're in a plane with someone and they take off their sh- their yeah. shoes but leave on their socks, uh-huh. are you okay with that? Yes. You how, are. how long is the flight? Uh, I mean, like it's not, not a short one. Like let's say more than three hours. Yeah. Like you're flying to Perth or yeah, further. Man. Your feet swell yeah, up. Yeah, take your sock. Take your, your feet take, swell up. Okay, yeah, cool. That's fine. Yeah. I'm 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 a big advocate for taking off the shoes. That's <laughs> also to make sure on the same page. Um, yeah. So this dude is, is strutting around, and I did sort of have to kind of play in my mind of like, well, what am I going to achieve with this, and what am I actually saying? Like, I don't yeah. work here. I have no nothing. Authority. All you're going to do is start some sort of something. aggravate. Yes. Yes. That's all that's going to happen. There's no, there's nothing else hmm. that can be achieved from this situation other than more problems. You're not going to. Don't you think there's people who do take care of business? They'll 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 be like, yeah, fuck, man, no way. Like this dude's encroaching on my personal space and beliefs, and I'm going to let them know about it. Like, is there not something to be said for that kind of 
uh, 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 um, yeah. conviction. No, good on those people, but they make me feel very uncomfortable. Like I know they exist when they and they confront. probably get a lot done, but anybody who like really reinforce, like I mean, great, stand up for what is right and appropriate and whatever. Mm. I get all that. And when it works, it's majestic. But here's (laughs) what my general observation of the strike rate of those sort of things is, that they don't work all the time. And when they don't work, the price that you pay for them not working, the awkwardness of the workout, maybe you have to then avoid when he's at the gym. Oh, it's that guy I had that run in with. Like you don't actually work at the gym. So this is like a citizen's arrest. Like you don't actually have any. If he comes back and says, well, mate, do you work it? And you're like, well, you have no leg to stand on at that point. Maybe he's a sovereign citizen. He doesn't like, – the laws of the gym don't apply to him. <laughs> I guess you're right. I mean, it would have just created further problems for myself because ultimately, like, you know, that's that thing of, like, are they hurting anyone? He wasn't really hurting anyone. Let's like, it was play no it out. immediate damage. Let's, okay. you, I'll be him. I'll I'm be, old You'll be the guy? Yeah, I'm old yep. shirtless. What do okay. you look like? Shirtless a- nipple, shirtless nipple ring, bleach Shirt- blonde hair, nipple ring. Just to give people hair, a, a nipple ring. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So imagine like if mm. Billy Idol, a taller, yeah. lanky Billy Idol. Yeah. Billy Idol's probably in his fifties or maybe sixties now. Anyway, I mean, um, like this guy is a nightmare, and I can understand why. Like ble- bleach blonde <laughs> hair in his fifties, shirtless with his nipple ring hanging out at the gym. I mean, I hate him. I hate everything yeah. about him, and I can understand why <laughs> it would annoy you that he was sweating everywhere. Like, but I am him for the purposes of this, and I am going to become this character. Let's just play out this scenario. Okay. Uh, excuse me, mate. How are you going? Sorry, to hello. Interrupt. Um, is there a reason you're not wearing a shirt? Um, oh, yeah, I mean, it's just a bit hot in here, isn't it? And like, you know. Yeah, it is hot. Yeah. Um, it's just, I'm not sure if you're aware, there is a policy at this gym that everyone has to wear, uh, clothing. I think it's a hygiene thing. So, you know, we don't get sweat on the equipment. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, no, I've been, I've been very careful to towel down everything post me, uh, using it. So there's, there'd be no difference if I was wearing a a shirt or wasn't wearing a shirt, I'm toweling everything down. Well, there is a little bit of it. A little, little bit of a difference. I mean, you, you're going to sweat more by having no shirt on. And so I just would really appreciate it um, as a, a fellow uh, a member of this gym, yeah. um, if you wouldn't mind just putting a shirt on because, you know, in case I, I use the equipment after you, I don't have to worry that you've sweated all over it. Is that okay? Well, you don't have to worry that I've sweated all over it though because, as I said to you, I'm telling Look, I don't want to um, rock the cradle of love, Billy, but you're starting to Are you insulting me, me? Are you? Yeah, I am. Nipple ring. I, Put a fucking I, shirt on. <laughs> Are you body shaming me? I'm no, just, not body well, shaming you. I don't know if it's appropriate that you're hanging around at this gym body shaming people who go here. Um, I might have to. I uh, not, do you work at this gym? No, I don't. So you've made I it your policy to come up like to me. You. Well, your membership fee doesn't enable you uh, to come up to another person in the gym and body shame them. And Mate, I think your membership doesn't enable you to flaunt the rules where you have to wear a shirt rules? before working out. Well, how do you know that? The do rules you work here? There's where a is, sign. Where are these rules? Where is this sign? They've taken it down because oh, they've put, that's they've put this air conditioning up. That is very <laughs> unlikely. There's a sign, is there, that just today happens to not be here conveniently. 
Do you want me to call? Let, do you want Who me to call the management call? line? Should we call? Man, let's get. Let's call. Let's call management. Okay, I'm that's me. Just <laughs> working out. Why have you? <laughs> you don't work here. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hi, um, uh, my name's uh, Charlie Clawson. I'm a member of your gym. There is a, another member here who isn't wearing a shirt. Um, is it mandatory for people to wear shirts? Oh, yeah, that's mandatory. The people who uh, well, can't work at the gym without a shirt on. Okay. Uh, Any more questions? No, that's it. Thank you. Click. Where are you going? <laughs> hi, it's uh, Billy from the gym. And... <laughs> I was just uh, working out when one of your other uh, patrons has come up and body actively body shamed me, um, got into my space. I was just um, working out by myself, approached by this. I was absolutely friendly. I mentioned to him that I was uh, toweling down after every workout and, um, and uh, yeah, what would you do about that? I just called um, this guy who's not wearing a shirt. Did you say that you're going to revoke my membership? I have not actually broken any rules. Hang on. When did you turn into the mum and dad from the Charlie Brown cartoons? Um, look, there would be no solution in that moment. No. Well, he'd either put on his shirt. Or... He'd either, best case scenario, he says, oh, I'm sorry, mate, and he puts on yeah. his shirt. Now, here's what I yeah. would say also, Charlie. I'm on your side completely. He should have his shirt mm. on, particularly if you've got a nipple ring. Like that nipple ring yeah. could catch on something. It's a safety issue. Like mm. I absolutely believe that he should have his shirt on. But I don't think that you confronting him about it when you have no authority other than moral authority that you've <laughs> taken upon yourself in that situation would make the situation better. Yeah, you're right. I mean, could I approach it differently and say, hey, look, mate, um, you, you know, we all love working out with our shirts off. It's great. Get some sun on your skin. But look, in a gym is probably not the place to do it. There is a great outdoor work area in Byron Bay. If you just want to drive like 15 minutes into town, oh. I can – Drop your pin, show you exactly where it is, and you can take your sweaty nipple ring. So up you there and do literally your dirty said, business. "Get out of this gym and go and work out <laughs> in a park." Do you think that's better? I don't think that's going to be received. Like you've suggested the idea of working out outdoors to a man who is has chosen to work out indoors. He he doesn't think there <sighs> is know, a problem. He's having a good old time. He isn't saying to you, "Oh, this is terrible. I wish I could do this somewhere there wasn't a roof." Like. He's totally what makes fine in his own him space. him so special? Like there are tons of dudes. You just know there are dudes at the gym who would love to take their shirts off. They're the guys who spend most of the time in front of like the dumbbell rack and they would love to just peel their shirt off so they could have a quick glimpse of their pecs and their abs while they're working out, but they don't because they know there are rules. But how Why does this guy get to flaunt the rules? In your world where – like how much clothing is appropriate? Because what are you wearing at the time when you're – so I need a picture like of a, what you were wearing. Like singlet and shorts, like just normal gym gear, nothing Yeah, nothing so unusual. you've got a singlet. Suit of armour. But you've got a <laughs> you've got a, you've got a singlet jacket, on, right? Thick woolen pants, yeah. So the argument yeah. can start to be made that the majority of your sweat is going to be leaking out of that off your skin regardless onto the equipment, right? Back of your neck, under your arms, like – 
you see those guys at the gym sometimes like working out and they have the tiniest little singlets. Like, you know, like there is probably 40% of their upper body is still exposed despite the fact that they are technically wearing like an outfit. So I guess in this guy's world, it's not like there is a you must be wearing a high neck, long sleeve workout outfit when you are on this equipment. People like to some degree are putting their exposed skin on and around the equipment. So he's only, he hasn't invented the idea of it. He's just said, you're willing to do it 15% or 20%. I'm willing to go the Mm. whole way and do it 100%. I guess so. But it's a dumb argument because I'm following the rules. Like it says shirt, doesn't say specifically what kind of shirt. Mm. I'm wearing a shirt. What if um, he said, well, I consider this nipple ring to be a shirt, (laughs) so I am wearing a shirt. (laughs) Uh, Look, I didn't – I'd spent the whole time just stewing on it. And then that little will on my shoulder was just like, this is this is energy of yours better spent somewhere else. Like you're not going to confront him. You're not the person to do it. Just like wait for the appropriate authorities to arrive. But it just, it just bugged me. There are some people who just live life with such kind of freedom that it actually upsets me because I don't have the courage. Like maybe that's it. That's maybe what it I is. want to be him. That's what it is I in want to be able cases. to go take my shirt off. It's one of the biggest things in our society is we get mad at people for doing things because we wish that we could do those things and get away <laughs> with it. They're like, how do they get away with it? Like I'm mad at them for getting away with it when secretly – if you could be the person who got away with it, you'd be wrapped. You just don't have the courage to get away with it. And I don't – I'm not a get away with it person. Like I'm a real mm. rule follower, but I'm also a person who doesn't think that it's my role to enforce the rules on behalf of others or to hold others to the same rules that I am holding myself to. If somebody wants to step around the rules, there is a part of me that's like – I mean, I, it was funny today. There was someone in a – um who did the classic, the left-hand lane had to turn left lane and they got stuck in that and it needed to get back into the, you right know, the right-hand lane. And there was a long bank of traffic and mm. I just saw this person, like just like they realised when they were in, they were either going to be locked in this thing and trying to get back in and fucking up everybody for like, you know, 10 minutes or – they had to do the other option, which was pedal to the metal, see if they could time it perfectly so when the lights changed, they could like shoot out, get out and do the, like, the right in lane. front move, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, that's yeah. what they did and they pulled it off and I saw a few people get pissed off and all I did was sit in my car and went, well done. Good on you. Yeah. Like that is not the right thing to do but it is also the right thing to do. And the other I, thing is I know I, that I would try to like – I'm not going to get mad at them for doing what I would love to be able to do in that same situation. I'm not saying I'd have the courage to do that. I think I'd probably apologize to everyone and go to the back of the line. But I'm I'm exactly the same as you. Like if I miss a turn off or whatever, like some people like I've missed a turn off, I'm going to block two lanes of traffic so I can flip a U-turn to go around to get to where I'm going. I'm like, oh, well, I guess we're on this freeway now until the next exit. I'll drive to a different suburb. Like I literally (laughs) will be in a different postcode just to avoid holding other people up. 
I guess I get stressed out with like because that thing too of letting traffic in. Like, just say you were on the main route, main arterial, and you've got like side streets, and so the the common practice seems to be let one in, let, you know, yeah. move along, one let one in, move along. Yeah. And the only time I've ever gotten furious was when I let. Uh, it was actually like two days ago. I let the school bus in, and then because the school bus takes a while to sort of like yeah. maneuver around the corner, this Ute. Just like snuck in behind, so I essentially let two cars in, and I was like, "Mate, that is not, that is not the accepted rule. You let one. I let the bus in, and that was like a big sort of yeah. generous move on my behalf because that's a big slow bus, and you've just snuck in because the bus has taken so long to turn. Like that is a, that is a complete." betrayal of of the road rules the trust the road rules trust or whatever we've established i the, know it is and the, uh, here's what you getting mad about it does nothing what? to help <laughs> like, <laughs> this is and don't get me wrong i am like anyone and have these moments of that same frustration but what i try to do immediately is go well i like all drivers make mistakes all the time or you don't actually know if they were like doing the wrong thing or you don't know what their individual circumstances are. If you knew, for example, that they were, they thought their partner was picking up the kids at school that day, they got rung at the last moment, they're rushing to school so the kid isn't there. Like, you know what I mean? Like everyone's got something going on. You'd be like, oh, yeah, fuck it, man, jump in. You saw your opportunity, yeah. get in, good on you, I'm glad. Like I'm, I'm not in a rush going where I'm going or whatever it is. Like, but regardless. Well, I'll give you. They win again if you sit there stewing, going that isn't the rules, and getting mad. <laughs> and they've they've just got on with their life. They're in. I'll they've you, moved on. I'll give you the the opposite example. I was at the post office ah. last week, and big line. There always is a big line. And there was a dude in front of me, or maybe two people in front of me, who must have got a call or something, and he had to bail out of the line. And so he bailed out. The line moved forward, some more people joined, some other people at the front left. But when this guy came back, he did a Will Anderson and he rejoined the back of the line. And I said to him, come on, mate, just, you know, come stand in front of me because I knew that he'd been waiting. He rightfully, like he'd only been gone for like two yeah. or three minutes, state this call or whatever. He rightfully could take his place at the head of the queue. The fucking groans and moans and like up the 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 people in the line were like whoa whoa, whoa no cutsyinsies or whatever. But and I'm had like, no, they no, no. seen that this, he had walked away and come back. They just thought he was a no. Yeah, they just thought he was, that I was just like you know yeah. uh, just letting some guy in front of me. But I would not in that instance if I was in the back of the line be like hey no cutsyinsies or whatever. I would just assume oh this is what's happened. Like <laughs> this guy. His mate has clearly been holding his spot for him while he goes to take a call or something like that. Well, but there are I so, so I like what you've done. By the way, I think that is the society that I would like to live in. If we're using this as a tiny little microcosm of human behavior, is the society mm. where lots of everyone wears a shirt. <laughs> somebody, <laughs> wears a shirt. somebody steps away in that scenario. They assume that they should go to the back. I like that. And then someone mm. who saw that they what had happened invites them back and says, no, 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 I saw. It's all good. That they don't assume that they can just come back. I like that about how they've approached it. And then I think your approach is the right thing as well. And I think everybody behind should shush it. Get fucked. Yeah. <laughs> Go and get fucked. <laughs> 
Uh, we've got some mail, right. Will. Um, so let's get into it. This uh, first one's a bit long, so I don't know. This may even take us into the, the episode, okay. but let's see. Uh, this is from Patrick. Hey, fellas. Uh, longtime fan. Finally pulled the trigger in signing up to Patreon. I'm trying not to make this email drag on too much, but I hope you find some enjoyment or as little enjoyment as you want. Um, do you get a little enjoyment? Do you get as much or as little enjoyment as you want? Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Okay. You choose your enjoyment level. Right. I've been listening to all of your pods since about 2016, and your conversations have been a part of some of the happiest and proudest moments of my life, finishing uni, quitting the aged care sector after about eight or nine years, a job that I absolutely loved, becoming a nurse in the busy emergency department, which has been a long-term goal of mine, and my partner and I buying a house just over 12 months ago. I'll just pause so we can give a round of applause for another medical uh, professional joining our huge man. I mean, seriously. (laughs) It's insane, right? (laughs) You know what the funny thing is? I um, had a medical procedure uh, this week and – Never have been. It was quite a, um, you know, a delicate um, medical procedure, and it was one of those ones where um, you're like, oh yeah, this is the place where I've got 100 percent recognition of people who enjoy things I do. Is of course when I'm coming going in for like a, so literally everyone in the process is like, oh yeah, I like your show. Oh yeah, oh, blah blah blah. Great, awesome. And I did want to ask each of them because I was like, yeah, this is a medical. This is a good. I was like. I want a TOEFOP. Do you listen to TOEFOP? Because yeah. I was like, because this is when we need our medical alert bracelets, right. our TOEFOP medical alert yes. bracelets. So you get the real medicine, Will. Yeah. That's what we're saying. I mean, I got like, the real medicine. This- to, the, what's the one that everyone in America is addicted to now that- uh, Oxycontin. No, no. It's it's the one that's- uh, the, Oh, fentanyl. Fentanyl. So I had uh, some fentanyl, fentanyl this week as part of- um, Good shit. Oh, well, I mean, I can't remember anything, but- <laughs> <laughs> Sounds amazing. <laughs> that's, that's that's the drug for the time. Like, just don't want to remember anything, anything. Uh, all right. Uh, so yes. Um, okay. So medical Patrick, professional. Patrick continues. Just bought a house. So I had like done a bunch of great stuff. Just bought a house twelve months ago. Your conversations have also been a part of my darkest times, such as the seasonal depression throughout my twenties, the death of one of my best friends when I was twenty-five, and most recently the death of my father just under twelve months ago. Sorry. My gratitude to you both echoes the words of many people before me, but uh, but thank you for the nonsense and the laughs. Your pods are something I look forward to each week and have become uh, routine references for me and a couple of my old mates. I've always been very close with my parents, with a good balance of parent and friend. Uh, Mum told me a story of Dad fairly recently that I think you might enjoy. So a few years ago, Mum and Dad were going on holiday to Vietnam with a couple of their friends, Mr. and Mrs. X, not to share names. Dad was driving them all uh, with no prior planning or discussion with them. He said he had a cookie for each of them for the flight. Dad had been cooking since he was about eight and had started smoking pot pretty soon after. And I can say his cooking of anything has been the best I've ever had. Mum said no. She called him an idiot and didn't think much more of it. A couple of hours later, the four of them are in the international airport in a line for customs. And Dad remembered they had four cookies that a 60-year-old should definitely not have an airport security 15 metres from customs. Knowing a suspicious block of foil would be asked about, he tried his luck again. Mum and Mrs X declined, but Mr X subtly ate his and Dad had the other three while in the line. Oh, my God. By the time the four of them were boarding the plane, Dad's mate was giggling until he passed out for the whole flight while Dad could hold himself in any situation no matter what he'd eaten or drank. No one was hurt or arrested on that trip. 
I'm sorry I missed your live shows, Will, but I'll be seeing the one in Canberra uh, with my partner and some mates. Uh, cheers, Patrick. Ah, um, thank you, Patrick. I had a mate um, uh, who's, uh, he's, you know, he's getting up there in age, not a spring chicken at all. And um, I went to visit uh, another friend in Los Angeles and, and this mate, the other mate, the older one, um, was staying there as well. And um, we sort of did a little changeover because I was staying there and we'd hand over the keys and he's heading to the airport and he said to me, I'm going to have a little <laughs> cookie before I get on the plane. About three hours later, get a phone call. <laughs> it's like he's on the floor <laughs> of the Qantas lounge, <laughs> like so telling the staff he's completely fine, but they weren't sure he's completely fine. But they had to put him in a wheelchair and take him back out to a taxi <laughs> and send him back. They wouldn't let him on the plane. And I was like, dude, what were you thinking? He's like, I was having a good time. It was everyone else who had the problem. Well, you, you've got to get on the plane though. Like you're at an airport. Yeah. You've, that's that's the problem. Like, I mean, I've you know, been in a situation like that, but you've got to time your run so that you, you know, like because once you're on a plane and you're just like passed out for the eight hours you need to be passed out for, then that's totally fine. It's good. It's helpful. At that yeah. point, like, you know, the staff don't have to do I mean, anything. Guess, Poke you occasionally to see if so you're breathing. There's obviously like company policy about not letting drunk passengers yes. on planes, right? But like what's the – do they? Ha- is it just inebriated? Like it's just – Just inebriated of any kind. I don't this guy's think way too hard I don't think to they're like – they're just like, well, we've only got a rule about alcohol. This guy's clearly done a, a bunch of heroin, but we don't have a we don't have a specific guideline for that. So let's let him on. Um, this is from uh, Nick Willie Connolly. Hey guys, one thing I really enjoy from philosophy is the occasional deep dives into comedy theory. I also love Billy Connolly, as I know Will does too. I don't know if this could work, but since Billy Connolly's YouTube channel has uploaded heaps of big yin clips. Maybe we could have a pod where you pick apart two or three clips like Old Lady on the Bus, Toblerone, Potatoes of the Night and go through them. Not necessarily dissect the theory underpinning every word, to be honest, but I'd just love to hear your thoughts, Will. What do you think about that? So I guess like a reacts video to some Billy Connolly, Connolly stand-up. So funny, I was thinking about this recently, which is because I love um, you know, hearing people – talk about the theory of comedy. There's been um, a few podcasts that I listen to where, I mean, there's one called Good One, which is the Vulture Comedy Podcast, uh, which is a podcast about jokes and basically they will take a routine by a particular artist. So, yeah, a couple of minutes of one particular routine and then the basis of the conversation at least starts with the idea of tell us about this joke and where it came from and how it's structured and those sort of things. And Sometimes it just becomes a general conversation about the person and their career and whatever, but occasionally you get a guest on who really loves to talk about, you know, the way that the words are arranged or the particular mm. choice of words or the way that the language builds or whatever it might be about about their joke. And I try to find and when I, like, hear a good episode of it, I'm always, like, it's one of those things that I want more of. And I try to find good – I think that the problem is that comedy absolutely is, you know, I mean it's obviously incredibly 
subjective, as is music and all those things that they have React videos to. But like, you know, what one person finds funny and why they find it funny, I think is a little bit different to way, the way you would do a, like a React video to music or, or something like that. Mm. But I do like the idea of just being able to say, this is why. And I think that's what I like sometimes about sometimes you'll get like a music reacts video where it's like mm. uh, this is a trained opera singer hears blah 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 for the first time or yeah, whatever yeah. right and they're doing quite a um academic breakdown of you know what the person might be doing and then occasionally it's just like idiot who has YouTube channel reacts to, you know, like, you know, someone yeah. who's not an expert in any way. American sees AFL for the first yeah. time. And they're like literally yeah. just reacting to it and saying this is what I like and it, it, and it is without context. Um, that's a very long-winded answer, but I like I, – I would like to do that, not just for like Billy Connolly, but I quite l- love to talk to comedians about – I don't know if it's one of those things where you'd be like, it'd be just be weird to like, I mean, I'm a comedian, right? Like, so it's weird for me. Is it weird for me to go, here's this bit no. by Pete Holmes or here's this bit by, you know, whoever and going, this is why I like it and this is what I, you know, like about it. it like, I don't think that, I, no, I don't think it's unusual at all. In the same way like Tarantino yeah. is as big a movie fan as he is a filmmaker. Like you, I'm amazed the amount of stuff you can find of Tarantino online. You know, it's like a two-minute, yeah. three-minute clip of him talking about some film or whatever or why he loved, you know, the plot twist of something or the casting of someone in a particular role. I think you're really good at that. Like I love hearing you sort of break down, you know, the structure and the intent and, you know, the different levels of comedy. I think it could be a really good little, um, you know, like a little side little thing of just like, single jokes or whole routines or whatever it is, just hearing. And I don't think it has to be necessarily like an academic no. or this is the history of comedy. I, well, that's what I wouldn't want it to be that. It's, like, cause, no, cause, it's cause just the stuff have, that you respond to. And, yeah, I don't have yeah. specific like training, you know, in comedy or comedy theory, right? Like I, they aren't yeah. necessarily – and I don't – even have like particular training in this is this particular style of joke or joke structure. I'm more, this is what I respond to. This is what I get from this. This is why I love this particular bit or this particular, you know, routine Mm. or the way that this joke was executed or whatever that I would like to talk about that because I love, you know, sometimes it's that Gary Gorman, who is a brilliant comedian he often says of like stand-up comedy, he says, you know, be the comedian that you would like to see. And mm. this is one of those areas where I'd like to see, like, I mean, if I, if there was someone who was doing this, like, and just kind of introducing me to, you know, comedy that I perhaps hadn't seen before or just like a different way to look at something that I mm. had seen before or whatever, but just from that, enth- the enthusiasm of a fan, not it's not going to be like would never be a negative thing. Like there'd be never any reason to go, I'm going to discuss this thing and tell you why it's bad, right? Like it would only be. Yeah. What's the point? Yeah. That? No, it would only be like here's something I like and here's why I like it. And by the way, I'm not an expert or I'm not the person who who came up with it. But there is, I don't know, Is do you think, because it is something I've thought about a bit where I'm like, I wonder yeah. if that is something that I could. Because every time I 100%. find something and watch something, I do kind of feel like 
I wish I could like tell people about this or why I like this particular you know joke this person does. Well, we had a discussion <clears throat> after Chris Rock's mm. come like his last special, the one where he talked about Will Smith. And I found that really fascinating because you were explaining, oh, if I, you know, given the same circumstances, this is how I would have approached. I know you're saying you don't want to do that. You're not wanting to critique or anything. But I think it's the same thing of like it's your understanding of the setup, you know, what the premise is, how you misdirect, you know, where you're going to lead the audience. I think that's really interesting for a non-comedy person like myself or someone who's, you know, I'm not overly familiar with lots of different comedy specials or comedians or whatever. Even if it's like five minutes, like a five-minute video, I think could be really interesting. And like you see, so how um, do you G- think? Is it GQ? Because this is one of the yeah. things with React videos that I've noticed is with music, it can kind of work okay, right? Because you can get a few bars of the music and whatever, but you can still kind of get that idea of what the whole song might be, or you might just go and listen to the whole song. How do you deal with when you're talking about a comedic routine? That idea when you're of pausing the video before the punchline, right? ruining the time. Because I think everything. sometimes you would be doing that to try to want to, to yeah, point out something, but at the same time, does that then ruin? Like, the, would you be better just taking a small bit, playing it first, and then, yeah. like, then coming back and going, "Here's what I like. Here are the things I like." That's about. exactly what I was yeah. going to say. Yeah, I just pick a pick a length of routine that's not too long, mm-hmm. so two minutes max. Play the whole thing. Hi, I'm Will Anderson. Thanks, GQ. Uh, this is Comedian Breaks Down a, a stand-up <laughs> bit, you know. <laughs> and then you just go through it step by step. There was a great, um, uh, like, article or blog written a couple of years ago by a guy, some, you know, anonymous internet person was like, I don't think the cowbell sketch is funny. I think people laugh because, you know, they don't get it or whatever. It's You know, people laugh because they think they should. And some comedy writer came out and said, okay, like, I don't want to do this because it's so lame, and, and but let's break down exactly why the cowbell sketch is funny, and I'll prove to you like without a shadow of a doubt. And I thought that was fascinating because they did approach it more with a history of comedy thing and, oh, this is bits absurdist, this bits this, this bits that. But it was fun to sort of see how the sausage was made, you know. So I think you could do an abridged version of that where it's like, yeah, like a two-minute routine and then you sort of come in. And I would – I think what's good about the way you do it is because it is personal – like just hearing the bits that the, the the kind of the moments that stood out to you as opposed to, oh, this is how where they've structured the punchline, this is how they've done the setup. Like, you know, getting your take of, oh, that's, you know, interesting because most comedians would probably take it in this direction, but, you know, she or he decided to go in this direction. I think that stuff could be really, really interesting. Mm. Well, the one thing that we can all agree on is I need another <laughs> project. So... <laughs> <laughs> Well, maybe we can make it a special Patreon. We'll find some time and we'll just do it. Well, because we'll do, this started we'll with the couple. idea of the Billy Connolly thing, like I mm. think that's would be a good way to just like try this as an experiment to, you know, go to that idea of is there a, like a classic Billy Connolly joke that I do love that I could like talk about in that way and then just mm. see if that's something that is of interest to people. Maybe we could have a conversation you and I maybe we could like mm. just listen to a routine like you know finds it because like I mean particularly with Connolly a lot of this stuff's just like recorded material right like maybe we could do a yeah. Patreon bonus episode even where we're like I could talk to you about what I like about it and you know like you know yeah. and then that might be and interesting to have like you said have that conversation around yeah. it like we did with 
um, yeah. you know, the Chris Rock thing. We call ourselves the joke blokes. Yeah, that's it. That's good. All right. Yeah. <laughs> and then at some point, almost without people noticing it, we pivot. We pivot into the manosphere. And all of a sudden, we're just criticizing all female comics. And it's like, this is why you, why you want a high value woman and all this kind of stuff. And then we're selling supplements. And before you know it, we're shirtless. We've got nipple rings. <laughs> <laughs> the joke blokes. The hottest new YouTube channel. Joke blokes. I bet there's already. Joke blokes. By the way, I I bet if I Google joke blokes right now, um, there's already <laughs> joke blokes on YouTube. Uh, oh, well, there's jokes from blokes. That's a YouTube channel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, jokes from blokes. Uh, Bloke jokes. Jokey blokey. Yeah. Okay. Joke blokes. Okay. We, we might we might still be able to get joke blokes. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I'll get the. Do- yeah. I'll, I'll sit on the domain now. <laughs> Uh, you mentioned Patreon. Well, that is still the best way to support all the podcasts we do, uh, patreon.com slash everyone relax. Uh, lots of bonus content there, including ad-free episodes of every show and full videos of this in, uh, show, uh, TOEFOP. Um, everyone relax. The feed is uh, alive. Every show is back. We So we go uh, Monday is Two Guys, One Cup. It goes Tuesday, TOEFOP with friends. Wednesday, TOEFOP. Thursday, philosophy. Friday, we give you some time off. We've given you some good loving. You know, we, we want to give you a bit of a break. We can't go too hard all week. Uh, but there might be some uh, occasions where, you know, like there'll be an extra philosophy or some other things in there as well. So, um, joke blokes. Or joke blokes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, I'm on tour as well. Uh, Will Legitimate is the name of my tour. So uh, comedy.com.au to check where it is playing near you. And that is Tofop for this week. We'll be back soon. I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. Listener.